In his poem, Little Gidding, T.S. Eliot writes, the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Which brings me to the wedding feast in Cana and its miracle. It comes early in John's Gospel in chapter 2, and John refers to this miracle as a sign, a sign pointing to an essential truth about Jesus. What a good sign to begin with. It's a party, and not just a party, but a wedding feast, which in Jesus' day was an event that went on for days. So first off, we learn that Jesus likes a good party. He and his newly called disciples were there. Even better, in this miracle, this sign, Jesus turns water into gallons of wine, and not just okay wine, but great wine. His action clearly announces that he is about abundant, extravagant joy. Jesus says elsewhere in this gospel that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And he means it. God's will for us is full on joy. This story about a wedding banquet in a quiet corner of Galilee is an embodied vision of the kingdom. But this story comes with an odd, even discordant note. Jesus' mother, also in attendance, notices that their hosts have run out of wine and tells Jesus. And Jesus gets what we can only say is snippy. Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? A pretty clear, not our problem and certainly not my problem. Then he adds, my hour has not yet come. Jesus' hour. It's an odd word, but Jesus' ministry will bring it into focus. His hour, when the very reason he has come is revealed, is his death. His death, and then of course his resurrection, but you don't get to Easter without Good Friday. And that is when who he is and what he must take on is revealed. Does Mary know what he means when he says this? Probably not. Did the disciples? Assuredly not. They are, after all, all at a wedding. And despite Jesus' sharp tone, he goes ahead and changes all that water into the best possible wine. Those gallons of wine proclaim that the point of Jesus' life and death and resurrection is that we all know unlimited joy. But Jesus, and Jesus alone, knows that the path to that joy must go through the cross. And on that day, there will be nothing and no one to slake his thirst. Indeed, on the night of his arrest, gathered with his disciples again and again with wine in his hand, he says, this is my blood 
given for you. His hour has come, and the price of everlasting joy is Jesus' life poured out. Jesus always knew where his story would lead, but perhaps on that wedding day, he wanted just a little more time before he set off on the path to the cross. This weekend, we remember Martin Luther King, Jr. The church's calendar is filled with saints' days, and many of them, like Martin, were martyrs. No true martyr sets out to be one. Martin didn't. But a serious Christian, biblical preacher, son of a pastor, and trained theologian, he knew at least two things. First, he knew that the way things were was not the way God intends them to be. A world of gross inequality, discrimination, and brutal suffering is not the kingdom Jesus proclaims. Martin's dream, so eloquently preached, was and remains God's dream, that kingdom where there is enough for all and joy for all. He knew joy is meant to overflow like stone jars sloshing with good wine. But Martin knew something else. He also knew that the way things were, and sadly still are, works just fine for some. And people for whom the world works rarely believe there is enough grace, or food, or status, or money, or happiness for everyone. They, and honestly, sometimes we, convince ourselves that our joy will be lessened if someone else enters into a fuller life, and so do whatever it, whatever it takes to avoid putting that assumption to the test. Which is why, while Martin never chose martyrdom, he knew it could be his lot, and it was. Yet the gift for Martin and for all of us who are Christians, is knowing that in the end, joy wins, life wins, and the kingdom shall come. Jesus' hour was dark, but Easter day shone with unvanquished hope. The question for us is, will we live as people who truly believe the end is all joy, do we trust that enough to risk everything to get all of us to the party? The end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time.